Hey there, campers. My name is Emmett, and I'm the host of Gaze in the Woods, a podcast that explores rural LGBTQIA2 experiences, from radical fairies and lesbian farmers to backwoods slam poets and community organizers organizing communities the community didn't know where they were all along. Can you have a pride parade when you're the only gay in the village? What is camp when you live in a trailer? And if a genderqueer bear shares their pronouns in the forest and nobody gets it, is anything real? I don't know, but let's find out together on Gays in the Woods, an Upford Network podcast. Some good friends, friends of mine, talk to them all the time. Some good friends on my show, who are they? Soon you'll know. Hello and welcome back to Some Good Friends for a, a very special episode. Uh, not only is it the... Depending on when I release this, it might be the 50th episode of this podcast. Hopefully it will be. Uh, so if you've stuck with us for that long, thank you so much. Really appreciate that. But we have something very important to talk about today. And I have uh, this is this is an episode with no bits. There are no characters. There will be no improv unless it comes up organically. This will be a straight discussion because something momentous has happened in the world, and I wanted to talk about it with some people who were uh, who were into it, who lived the same experience that I did. Let's let's, let's talk about the history of this. Uh, in, in March, twenty twenty, the world changed. Uh, a pandemic started. We all had to work from home. We had to wear masks in public. There were there were glimmers of hope. There was the the first dose of vaccine. There was the second dose of vaccine. In the summertime, we could go, we could see each other, and then crushing defeat with Omicron, and then the third dose of vaccine. And you know things have been pretty grim for the last couple of years, but finally, there's an end in sight. There's a light at the end of the tunnel because Live Nation, the one of the biggest concert promoters in the entire world, has announced the end of the pandemic in the form of the two-day When We Were Young Music Festival in Las Vegas, Nevada, United States of America at the Vegas Festival Grounds. Now, this was supposed to be a one-day festival, but it was too popular, so they added a second day with exactly the same lineup. I don't know what that says about the availability of the bands performing in this festival, that they could just tack on a, a second day but thank thank goodness we have it, and now both days are sold out, and we're going to talk about it today. We're going to get deep into this festival. We're going to talk about the bands. We're going to talk about festivals, concerts, what we were like in high school when we were young, self-titled name of the festival. But I have some guests today, and they're going to join me in, in dis- dissecting this uh, social phenomenon, let's call it. Uh, one of them all the way from the Philippines, one of them from here in Montreal. Uh, please welcome to the show my good friends. You've heard them before as characters, but this is them as their real selves. Please welcome Ay Mendoza and Sana. Welcome. Hi, Stefan. Thank you for having us. Oh, of yeah. course. You know, I we've, it, it came up with both of your characters uh, when you were on the show. Uh, Sana, you were playing... A, uh, a My Chemical Romance super fan who wrote anime fan fiction. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did that. <laughs> uh, and I, I believe at least the My Chemical Romance part was based on your real life. Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, it was sort of um, a teenage fantasy in a way because I was, when I was a teen, I wasn't allowed to express mm. my fandom um, because my parents uh, thought it was satanic or stuff mm. like that. They yeah. were very... Uh, um, um, conservative in that sense so yeah so as a as an adult you said this podcast will be the opportunity of a <laughs> lifetime to mend the past <laughs> to live that dream and i your character was a was definitely someone who would be into a lot of these bands uh you were the not like other girls girl uh, yeah uh i i definitely played uh a heightened version of some of my <laughs> more my shadier parts when I was when I was growing up and a fan of this of all this music. Mm. Yeah, so we, you have some experience in real life and in the in the in the world of comedy. I want to I want to get some some kind of some let's set the the groundwork here. Um, I want to know from both of you. Let's start with uh, I um, what. What was your experience with uh, with music festivals in general, with outdoor festivals? Have you been to them? Do you like them? What are we talking there? Oh uh, wow! So I living in the Philippines, it really didn't get to be a thing until maybe in my early twenties, when okay. it wasn't the kind of music that I really listened to anymore. It, it was more of like the uh, I think at the time like the Chainsmokers, you know that uh, kind of stuff. Yeah. It was not the Warped Tour band mm -hmm. lineups that that I was hoping for. So. I remember uh, growing up that I would uh, ask all my friends who lived in the States. That was the extent of my obsession with this. I would make friends with people who could okay. go to the festival to like hold up signs for me or like if they meet the band, if they could be like, can you please like, tell them to say <laughs> hi to me? Um, so that has been, you know, just the, 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 the dream to go to one of these lineups. Oh, epic things what what did the signs say that you were getting them to hold up <laughs> so i had uh i had some that were like uh for my chemical romance it was like uh i is a gerard whore or things like that <laughs> <laughs> have your baby spit in my mouth things like yeah just normal <laughs> things one would say to to someone that they that they idolized uh and and senna uh, same question to you uh have you been to outdoor festivals how do you see them did you go to warped tour when it came to montreal so i went to a festival when my first show it was called what was it called it was sort of like vans warp tour type but like small okay. and it was like mostly it was my chemical romance and the used Okay. And it was called what was it called well, it bugs me that i can't find it but that was, was my it first a, it was in montreal yeah it was at the stade de Uniprix. Uh, was it the only like punk festival i know in montreal is like puza fest no uh, but no, that's, no, like, no. it punk. had like a super emo name uh, like okay like <sighs> broken hearts and something like that some or, broken yeah. hearts tour something like love. that yeah yeah emo, emo um like but uh it was like it, it was my first show and i was 16 and i went there with my friend monica who was also a fan hmm. and uh, we waited for three hours outside oh, no. um terrible 
yeah it was super cold like in the dead of winter and uh there was like all those emo kids like super fashionable emo kids that were not wearing jackets they were wearing Mm, t-shirts and skinny jeans and it was really like popular at that time to show your butt or like your your underwear so i I just that that image was like engraved in my mind of like how are they doing this like they must be so cold <laughs> yeah I mean that was always a thing going to concerts even small concerts it's like there's you don't want to especially as a teenager with no money you don't want to check your coat it's expensive and yeah. you don't want to just like leave it at the back of the venue or the bar or whatever so like I remember too standing outside in the winter in like a hoodie be like yeah i'm freezing but i'm about to see dillinger escape plan or whatever and it's gonna be it's gonna be lit um, yeah so and that, it that, was lit you know, was it, it was. yeah was it was it amazing <laughs> seeing uh the prequel oh to this God. tour the used and my chemical romance both present. yeah and they were really like the for on the forefront of like the the movement mm-hmm. those two bands and there was also like i think it was I'll switch engage or something but mm. like I didn't care about them and uh <laughs> <laughs> and um it, it was amazing it was amazing Gerard what it was during the um, uh three cheers for sweet revenge uh, album tour mm-hmm. so they had like the the really he- cool Hel- Helena look oh yeah the um black, the black like, like, yeah 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 and the white face and like um they were super super amazing and they even did like a a song with the used it was okay. called it was actually under pressure. Um, under pressure yeah and they sent it at the show it was amazing and i fell into the mosh pit it was great it was great. like the a cover of the freddie mercury david bowie song or or yes yeah oh, okay okay cool um yes. wait uh i i have you seen my chemical romance live yes okay. so um, so when bands come here they don't do like the festivals i think it's too yeah. much work and they're afraid of the third world but when they do come they come <laughs> in like just solo uh solo gigs and i say gigs like this is like under the like at a bar in some seedy yeah, place but no it was like a like a really huge arena probably like one of those places where they do basketball tournaments mm-hmm. in you know like really huge and it was, I was actually in high school, I lived out in the province, which was about, or like a different city, which was about uh, uh, two hours away from the place. And I had convinced my mom to fly out there as like a 14 year old with my friends, because it was just, I was like, you never have to buy me any more gifts ever in my whole life. <laughs> I want. Um, and so, yeah, well, we went, um, it was incredible. We did the thing where we camped out at their hotel overnight oh, wow. for the possibility oh God. <laughs> to see a glimpse of them. Because the concerts here in the Philippines are very different. They don't do meet and greets that much. They like, I think they're very cautious, you know? Right. So it's like, you don't, like, there's a really big gap between the stage and the audience. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it wasn't as interactive and as a, you know, as, liberal i think as it would be in other countries but it was still really wonderful but it's it's this from my understanding like i see uh photos of like metallica performing in the philippines or in in like uh argentina and stuff and they have huge crowds Mm -hmm. in these in these countries that like don't get a lot of shows and there's like a huge fan base there is uh is it the same for like my chemical romance where they like pack a stadium was it sold out it was it was very packed like it was uh probably one of those things where there was no point like you couldn't even really see them if you were in general admission and you just kind of see the the projected thing from the screens really yeah which is yeah 
I mean, that's kind of a... For me, I, like, I'm not a huge fan of festivals or big shows because of that. Like, it's not intimate. <laughs> um, but yeah. sometimes you do get to see, like, bands yeah. you've always wanted to see, and a lot of them in the same day. It's exhausting. Yeah, I remember I saw them, like, at the, the Warp Tour a year, mm -hmm. and they were really far. But when I saw them at the first concert, now I remember it was called Taste of Chaos. Um, oh, I the venue that. was yeah yeah the the venue was kind of small so we i i went uh to the front like uh, i almost died but i did go really yeah. close <laughs> i remember taste of chaos because that i was still in high school i think and i was yeah. always like I, I i probably wasn't old enough to drive i didn't have a license and i was i would follow all these tours that came to montreal because i grew up in ottawa and i'd be like oh my god one day i'm gonna live in montreal and see all these shows and like go to all these festivals and then i moved to montreal and i was like well no but festivals are stupid uh, so i did see a lot of shows but not so i never went to Ozfest in montreal or uh oh. what's the other one heavy mtl that's the, the other one yeah i wanted to talk about um how deep you go in, in your fandom on this poster like uh is it are mm. we talking like you're a fan of my chemical romance and then and the used and then that's it or or can you go pretty deep on this poster um so for me i'd have to admit that a lot of them i know and yeah. i've i've listened to but none of them are as uh, big for me as mcr they're really the thing um yeah okay uh and I guess before before we get to I, I'm going to just for the listeners, I'm going to name the headliners uh, yeah. just in case. You, I encourage you as the listener to look at the poster because looking at this poster and look at it multiple times, because every time I looked at it, I was like, oh, that band. Oh, remember, <laughs> remember them. Uh, but the big names on the poster are My Chemical Romance and Paramore right at the top. Underneath that, we have Bring Me the Horizon, A Day to Remember. Canadian pop punk super songstress Avril Lavigne, uh, emo superstar Bright Eyes, uh, near and dear to my heart, uh, Jimmy Eat World, uh, as well as uh, I'll go through the, the next line under that is AFI, The Used, Taking Back Sunday, and Dashboard Confessional. Uh, I, how, how deep can you go on this poster with your fandom? I would say a good fifty percent. I'm fans oh, of. I'm a fan of, and I. I mean, I know the. Just like Sana said, I, I. I know a couple of songs from, the bands here. I think that before when you know when we were young, uh, to be very on the nose about it, it wasn't like, it wasn't a music thing necessarily. Mm. It was. It was a lifestyle, you know. It yeah. was a culture, and you—if you made friends with these with people who are fans, it's not like they don't—they're never just fans of My Chemical Romance. It's like somewhere they'd be like, "Oh yeah, there's this. There, there are these bands too," and you end up just expanding everything that you listen to. So a lot of these bands are near and dear to my heart as well. It's—they uh, all have—they're all different shades of black for the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another so. another fantastic name for an emo tour or a, like a <laughs> shades of black shades yeah. of black for sure. Um, I wanted to uh, I get a little perspective. What was your uh, what was your look when you were listening to these bands? So I think the post that you saw on Instagram it was you know it was the white face yeah. like with the, the full like no it was a it was no bronzer no no color at all except for like i would draw like a smile with um oh my goodness uh, eyeliner 
all black the way across? You just made like, a motion of all the way across your I face. I could, yeah, like like stitches. Like it was the smile was stitched mm. on, and there'd be like the black eyeliner, and I'd wear one of those funeral hats that had the netting over. Oh my god, you were you went hard. Yeah, I was. That was uh, <laughs> what was that? What was that brand that was uh, Emily the Strange? Did you yes. wear uh, uh, Emily the Strange? Emily the Strange, definitely very cutesy. Um, Hot Topic was, you know, just not like a <laughs> the staple for that look. Uh, yeah. Lots of stripy leggings, you know. The my my fringe was colored red, was dyed red. Uh, it was the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, I was I was thirteen. It wasn't even like I was sixteen. I was a, I was a tiny goth. You were finding your your yourself. Oh, and speaking of tiny goth, a little black cat just jumped into your Zoom window. Perfect. <laughs> That's a perfect end. I also story. have a black cat. Isn't that fitting? Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I guess I should get a black cat if I'm going to be going to this uh, festival. Uh, Santa, <laughs> as someone who grew up with more restrictive parents, were you allowed yeah. to express yourself through clothing in the same way, or did you uh, have to do it on the inside? Not at all. I did. I did my best with what was allowed. But sounds like uh, AI has like the dream look that I would have liked to have. Um, and I have a few stories of ways that I failed at it. <laughs> oh, oh no way. Yeah, what like for example, like? for example, one uh, one thing that we're really um, in was uh, having those oh those stretchy ears. I think I already oh, told this story on gauges. another um, episode, so maybe I'll go I'll go over it briefly. Yeah, yeah. I did that even though my parents uh, didn't want me to, and I ended up like uh, being in a rush because my mom was coming back from work. So I did it so quickly that I injured myself. Oh, no. Like you did <laughs> the actual... all over the bathroom. The actual, oh. pier the actual piercing or you were doing like the stretching with the gauges? So what you do is that you buy those that are like um, horns. Yeah. And you use those to stretch your ear. So you just push them as hard as you can right. and hope for the, oh. you know. <laughs> and yeah, it, I was a bit rough and I was a bit stressed. So it didn't go out super well. I mean... If my parents were cool about it, I could have afforded just to go yeah. to a Pearson salon, but you know. <laughs> oh, man. And I, I, so, the, the thing you always hear with gauges, and especially at the time, was like, they're going to be like that forever. Yeah. Uh, was, yeah. That, <laughs> was that your experience? Are your ears uh, hanging down? By yeah. Uh, there's one of them that is, uh, there, it wasn't like a big size. Okay. So one of them is a little looser than the other, but it's fine. I mean, my grandmother, um, she used to wear these uh, silver earrings, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, traditional silver earrings from Morocco. They're okay. so heavy. Her yeah. her earlobes are like this big and she hasn't wear, worn stretches ever. So oh it's just, it's all relative. My parents are just a little stuck up, but I love <laughs> them, bless them. Well, but yeah, uh, <laughs> so that, that didn't go well. And then another time I went to my friend's uh, house and he was like practicing to become a hairdresser. Okay. And I was still in high school and we decided that to bleach my, my fringe and tape and paint, uh, diet, sorry, diet in red, reddish pink. Yeah, yeah. And we did it. And as soon as I came home, oh my God, it's just the storm that came over me. Like everybody started yelling and I have, I have three sisters who act like uh, mothers. So it's just, it was just being scolded. Uh, um, by one mother after the other. Oh my goodness! And on the, I, I, my mom didn't even let me enjoy the hair. One day, she sent me to the pharmacy to pick up like black, and to put it on my hair, and I was so pissed. Wow! <laughs> I hope you got good photos of it, though. No, I don't have a single photo because at that time, like it wasn't, 
it wasn't easy to just take pictures. We didn't have like phones with pictures or anything. So I don't uh, even have a picture. I, I have, <laughs> that's, I mean, it's such a bummer that you couldn't dress how you wanted and that you had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. Do you, looking back, do you think it looked good, your hair with the red, uh, the red dye? I, I loved it. Oh, okay. I was pumped. I was like, yeah. yeah, some color. And it was, and I had like these really cute little bangs. Uh, no, I loved it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I had, a, <laughs> I had kind of like the opposite experience uh, with my, so my brother and I were very into heavy metal. Uh, and he's actually the one who sent me this poster when it was announced. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we had tickets to go see Slipknot. And uh, it was uh, me and him and, and one of my friends and one of his friends. And it was like very, it was pretty like the stadium where it was at in Ottawa was like a 45 minute drive from our house and we couldn't drive ourselves. We were like 15 at the time. Um, so like my mom had to drive us and uh, there were, we had four tickets and there were four of us, but my brother's friend, his parents were religious and they saw at the day of the concert, there was a picture of one of the guys from Slipknot on the front page of the paper uh, in the mask. And uh, this guy's parents saw it and they were like, well, no, you're not fucking going to that concert. There's no way you're going to that concert. So we had four tickets and three people and my mom drove us and she was like, well, I'm not going to fucking wait outside while you are in a concert for four hours. So she came in and watched, watched Slipknot. Uh, it was Slipknot, Hatebreed. Uh, uh, who else? There oh were two God. other bands. I like. She didn't watch the whole thing. She negotiated her way into somebody's uh, private box uh, for the newspaper, so she like uh, was hanging out and having drinks and stuff while Slipknot was playing. And wow. uh, my brother uh, and my friend. You turned I, that around. Yeah, no, she <laughs> uh, negotiated cool. her way in. But uh, <laughs> so it's always funny in our family talking about when my mom saw Slipknot. Um, she like them? What you think? Oh yeah. no, 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 no. There's, there's <laughs> no way. Uh, I don't. Was she scared? Did that scare her? Pro I mean, I was scared. That was like one of the <laughs> first shows I went to, and I was like, "We're gonna get killed at this show." Uh, and, and like, we weren't in, the, we weren't on the floor, so it's not that level of scared. Uh, but we were in the seats, and I was like, "This is like, there's gonna be crazy people there," and mm. uh, it was, uh, it was all, it was all fine in the end. Um, I want to talk about one thing I wanted to uh, discuss is uh, this is we're all of a certain age uh, <laughs> who and we came of age when this music was popular. And this is kind of the first thing I've seen. You see this with like older acts like they book shows just for nostalgia. So you'll see like hair metal shows or hair metal cruises yeah. or like I guess the closest we would have had is like the Backstreet Boys cruise. But I don't think that the Backstreet Boys had like the same kind of like community of bands around them yeah, no. that like exist in this scene. So I wanted to talk about like how it feels for us as this age group to start getting like the nostalgia shows. Like this mm. is something made for us because they're like, oh, that we'll make money mm. with this. Well, I'm glad that they're starting out with a festival, and it's not mm. like here's a here's a pack of CDs or here's elevator yeah. music where it's you know that's where it gets kind of bad but i say bring it on i was really happy as an adult now with spending power i mean i didn't buy tickets but i'm like if more of these festivals happen this is kind of the dream scenario where i'm like i have my own money now i can do what mm -hmm. i want with them i don't have i don't need to ask permission from anybody to uh, yeah. go ahead and, yeah so it's exciting i think that they're recognizing 
um the the the, the movement the culture it's the, the culture and its and its purchasing yeah. power yeah yeah the purchasing power it's funny because i always see these memes now about like they'll have the poster this poster up and then they'll have like this um like a a photoshop a photo of a senior citizen in a walker but with like mm. the emo fringe yeah. and it's <laughs> i have back problems but that's not that's <laughs> Yeah, it's made a real cultural impact. This uh, this poster and this this announcement. Uh, Santa, are you also happy about the nostalgia of the whole thing? I'm so happy. I mean, if I could go, I would. But at the same time, there's like a little part of me that ha- that is a bit pissed mm. because I remember when we used to listen to this music. Like, if you weren't part of it, mm. you really hated on us. You were like, you're emo, you're yeah. stupid, like, mm. you're not cool, or stop crying. Like, <laughs> we received a lot of hate for being into this. Mm-hmm. And now, we we can't really deny the fact that it was huge because they're bringing it back. So, yeah. we were not weird. We were just kind of special, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess it goes with, like, there's there's been in the past year, a year and a half, there's been a pop-punk resurgence. Uh, yeah. And I think it goes along with that, with uh, Olivia Rodrigo releasing pop yeah. punk stuff, uh, Machine Gun Kelly switching to pop punk. Uh, as have well you as... heard like, um, have you heard um, Billie Eilish's last song? It's like super emo. Yeah. The second part of it, it almost sounds like My oh. Chemical Romance. The guitar, everything. I don't like... talk. I don't talk shit about you on the internet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that. Exactly. It's a, It's one of my favorite songs of of last year. It's such a good fucking song. Uh, that whole song. album, I think, is great. Yeah. But I mean, Billie Eilish is like us, or well, actually, her brother yeah. is our age, uh, so he grew up with this kind of music, and he, and they write together. So Phineas is very familiar with pop punk. Oh, there probably. you go. There uh, you go. He's one of us. I he's love that. One of us, a lot richer. <laughs> <laughs> it's about it's about time it came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's also the yeah. first thing that we've kind of seen that we like is coming back around. Uh, mm-hmm. for us like that we liked when we were younger and now we see it like i listened to good for you and i didn't really listen to paramore back in the day so i didn't know the song that good for you is ripped off from but i was mm-hmm. when i heard it i was like oh fuck yeah like i'm i'm happy that this is on the radio again because it's like it speaks to me in my heart yeah, yeah. your your black heart <laughs> my, yeah, black. actually credited paramore under the writing credits because of all yeah. like the performance about it yeah and it's great i mean super good news for paramore because that song is very popular Uh, (laughs) sorry no worries uh taylor swift got the same treatment from olivia rodrigo as well for uh yeah for a song um let's uh let's kind of dig in dig into the lineup a little bit i i want to know who's your i think i know the answer for santa and maybe for (laughs) as well but who's 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 the one for you on this lineup is it mcr or is it is it someone else mcr on my heart love him Um, I think the the Trinity for me here would be MCR, the use taking back Sunday. They kind of oh, form, yeah. okay. they form like a really so. <laughs> I talk about it like it's mad, but that 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 trio of like I can rest my my head on this mm, <laughs> very very yeah, comfortably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I actually have a confession to make that yesterday was the first time I ever listened to the Black Parade front to back. <gasps> well, what do you think? I mean, it's great. I so I actually so part of the reason, like, I this festival came out 
uh, and I was super stoked about it. And then also, uh, I read, I've been reading, so this is also a shout out to my brother. He's going to get a lot of shout outs on this when he listens <laughs> to this. Uh, he gave me this book uh, called They Can't Kill Us Until They Kill Us by uh, a man named Hanif. Uh, oh boy, uh, I'm going to try not to butcher this, but Hanif Abdurakib. Uh, and in it's a collection of essays about music, and this is a guy who grew up with some of this music, so he has a, a great wow. essay about The Wonder Years, uh, which is a band that I love who is on this poster, uh, and I was reading this the other night, and he has an awesome essay about the Black Parade uh, and how he the Black Parade uh, deals with grief uh, yeah. in the concept of the record with the, with the cancer patient. Um, so shout out to uh, my brother, shout out to Hanif, uh, and shout out to that essay. So after I read that, I was like, I'm going to go listen to the album and, uh, it's good. It's amazing. <laughs> I like how your pitch went up really high. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> I think like, uh, it would take me a few more spins to like really absorb it all and, and get into it. Um, uh, but yeah. when it first came out, I obviously, uh, is the, is the big song, the black parade? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yep. Welcome to the Black Parade. Well, yeah. Uh, and I was a young boy. Yeah. So that song, <laughs> yeah. when it when it came out, I love I loved it. Um, and uh, but I've I'd never listened to the whole album because when I when this stuff was out for when we were into this stuff, I was into like the heavier side of it. Um, mm. So I didn't really listen to MCR or the used a little bit of Thursday. Um, mm -hmm. But who I want to know who you would who you would choose. If you were going to this festival, let's say you have to pick five, like your day can allow for five bands. Who's it? Who's it going to be? Uh, whoever wants hmm. to. Oh, well, I, let, maybe I'll go oh. first because I know yeah. I know my five and you two can okay, think about it ahead. while I say my five. Uh, but my my number one, my one and only on this poster is Jimmy Eat World. I love Jimmy Eat World. I think they're fantastic. And their new album that they put out a few years ago is like the best thing they've done in years, uh, probably since Futures. Uh, really good. So I'd pick Jimmy Eat World, Manchester Orchestra, because I love them as well. Um, I love the the heaviest band on this bill, I think, is Knocked Loose. And I fucking love that band. They're so good live. I've seen them live. That's three. And then I would see La Dispute, because I really like La Dispute. And I was really into the first or the second 303 album. So I would choose 303. <laughs> Some great habit. variety. Yeah. Awesome. It's, uh, and then bonus. Everyone can have a bonus. Uh, I think that Meet Me at the Altar is awesome. And I love I love their music. <laughs> uh, super good pop punk. Uh, a little bit throwbacky, uh, but also modern. And they're great. Uh, I let's go with you. Who are your who, who are your five? Yeah, so I'm gonna I, I will go with the mainstream route in this okay. in this lineup. So a lot of headlines. I'm I'm a, I'm a prime target for this poster. Mm -hmm. So my chemical romance, the use taking back Sunday, the Trinity that yeah. I mentioned earlier. Then up uh, Paramore is was also there was something wonderful about having a woman at the yeah. forefront this sort of music because it really was just like it, it was really emboldening you mm -hmm. know it was like this is like a, I, I have a place here which is what it was telling me mm -hmm. and the main to keep it to, to give it a little bit more heart oh, the main. Uh, for me. what, what was the main all about i never really knew them very much uh it was a lot it was a lot about love um it was yeah. less dark and heavy it was more um it was a little cheeky uh they had a more alternative uh, you know, it was a little bit more, I would say, uh, palatable to the pop tongue, mm, the pop okay. palate. 
And and then if you if you picked a a bonus band, a sixth band. And my bonus would be, uh, gosh, you know, I want to say Bright Eyes just okay. because uh, they make me the saddest. Mm. And oh. it's really nice to be sad. To have <laughs> it's nice to be sad. Yeah. Just <laughs> your phones, play a record and cry. And it'll be like, this is good and healthy. I know it oh got made God. fun of a lot growing up, but my therapist now is like, that's actually <laughs> A really healthy outlet, you know. You don't you don't get all emotionally constipated. So uh, sure, that's uh, yeah. No, it's true. Uh, I love sad music. Uh, mm-hmm. Santa, what? Who are your five yeah. and your bonus? So I really loved what uh, AI said because um, about Paramore, um, mm. I totally agree, and um, I I didn't have like the chance to really know Paramore when I was into this kind of music, like full-time if i mm-hmm. if i can yeah. say so uh, i learned about them a little later so i know like they're big songs but i haven't like really dived in and i always regretted that i was like if i had had a, um, a contact with this band when i needed it the most it might have really made a difference um so i think i would go see them because i want to know what i missed mm-hmm. you know yeah uh, definitely but other than that definitely my chemical rom- romance uh the used uh reelect a- afi okay afi yeah yeah uh also silverstein, oh, silverstein um yeah. silverstein there's so many yeah. like every time you say a name there's that little reaction of like oh yeah that uh, yeah yeah your heart just goes poop yeah. <laughs> it i think for people outside the the fandom of this I think it's really important for them to know just like the gravity that this poster has. It wasn't, I had so many friends coming in, like, how did they get the, these many bands? Like, is it just the pandemic? Do people just have, do these people have nothing to do? And that's why they're all here? Because every, like, the gasps that were elicited mm-hmm. from yeah. when it first came out, like, it'll be like, <gasps> <gasps> yeah. like the cream of the cream. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, Sana, did you have one more, the bonus? Uh, a bonus i think bright eyes as well because well. i like i really like to be sad <laughs> yeah. yeah bright eyes always makes me think of the the one episode of uh friday night lights where it ends with a bright eyes song and that's a yeah. fantastic episode and a great the song about vampires uh is, oh yeah we, really i love good. those uh speaking uh, Stefan, of, oh yes yeah, oh. yeah. Please, no, I no. have, I have, um, I really liked also what you said about uh, the the poem that talked about the Black Parade. Um, oh, it was an essay, but yes. The the essay, yeah. sorry. No worries. <laughs> I'm in poem mode. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> it's all this talk, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but um, uh, AI probably does because she was a big MCR fan. But there was this saying. For MCR fans that they saved our lives. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, if uh, yes, all like all MCR's music, especially the first three, uh, first three talk about grief mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And there's this lore with My Chemical Romance that they were created right after the World Trade Center. Yep. They oh, like yeah. they were seeing the towers and um it it's it just it really you know changed their world and they were yeah. like oh we're, we're gonna start this band huh. and so i feel like the emo movement as a as a whole is really about grief and it's about mm-hmm. like the world is changing and how do we deal with these emotions and it's a little bit political in that sense even though at that time i don't think people really really realized it 
Which is yeah. it, it's interesting too because I feel like uh, not to get all like uh, I don't know what the word would be, but like because before that, nine uh, eleven uh, was actually the release date of uh, toxicity by System of a Down, which wow. I would say is like maybe the end and the defining album of new metal. Uh, so yeah. like we had all of those bands who were just like outright angry and very mm-hmm. like uh, aggressive. Uh, mm-hmm. And Toxicity is, of course, like a 10 out of 10 album. It's amazing. Um, but and then after that, it kind of became more sad and introspective and uh, still male, still like <laughs> predominantly <laughs> white and male, but yeah. it, a little more sensitive, I guess, was what uh, emo people uh, were made fun of for. I love that word. I think that exactly like you used to get shit on a lot where it's like I I, I gotta see it like there was a little bit of self-indulgentness about it you know where you're like all about your own world and in your feelings and stuff but I feel that the sensitivity like kind of that ability to process all your emotions and kind of self-regulate in that sense in that way mm-hmm. um the grown-ups I know now or at least my friends who are into this kind of music have a lot are a lot more comfortable sitting with difficult emotions mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I always found that too like being more into the metal side of things like the 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 stereotype of a metal is that the fans are like angry like cavemen and they're like they will lash out and and you see it all the time in in like politics when they blame mass shootings on heavy metal well, they don't do that anymore so much but they used to uh, but I always found that like people who listen to metal were like some of the nicest chillest yeah like because they they're get kittens. that emotion out somewhere <laughs> yeah. else and then they <laughs> totally then just like easygoing. Huh. Uh, and I feel like it's probably the same with uh, with emo or or screamo as a lot of these bands were <laughs> called. Uh, I remember that. Um, mm. Let's talk about oh, man. I have so many questions. I could talk about this poster all day. Who? Uh, <laughs> I just want to make sure we can get them all in before we're we're done. Uh, we said who's who? Do you think has uh, changed the most as a band on this poster? Mm. Uh, for me, I would say for sure, Bring Me the Horizon. I don't know if you listened to them at all, but they, when Bring Me the Horizon started, they were like a, a, a B-tier deathcore band. Um, and now they're uh, uh, a pop band. <laughs> so uh, A Day to Remember as well would be the same. But I'm curious if there's any anyone that you see here. They're, like, they're a completely different band now. Mm-hmm. I I think... The one that completely changed me. Well, there's lots of bands that I haven't kept in touch mm-hmm. with, yeah. so I'm not sure. But one that is very obvious to me is Avril Lavigne. Like, yeah. I don't even know what she's <laughs> doing there, first of all, seriously. But uh, <laughs> I don't think she's really part of that culture. Anyway, to me, she was always a little bit more pop and, like, mm. joyful. Like, I, I find that if there was, like, a poster with, like, um i don't know like simple plan and blink she would fit more mm-hmm. like she, yeah to me she doesn't fit there but also like her music over the years you know there's been some some japanese themed songs that we shall not mention yeah. you know that just what the hell are you doing yeah, <laughs> yeah. she had the song so, what the hell speaking what the- <laughs> of what the hell which was a, a you know a legitimate pop banger yeah um, yeah so i think she changed a lot yeah mm. 
Ae, what do you, what do you, who's changed? Oh man, I am going to be, I'm guilty of being one of those people that when I say I like a band, I have very specific albums in mind. I also okay. don't keep in touch so much with how they yeah. change. When you asked the question, the first thing that came to my mind was I'm like, is from first to last here? Because um, Sonny Moore became Skrillex. Oh, it's um, true. Are wow. they not here? I thought they were. I, are they, I, oh, I no, was I'm looking. Oh no, thinking of uh, Story of the Year. Mm. I love them too. But yeah, that was the first band that came to mind. I'm like, they, they, they changed up their sound a lot. Yeah. But I can't think of anyone. I'm not, I'm not too, when they, it feels like it becomes a little different, I tend to tune out. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want the, what you liked about the band to, to keep going. Have you guys noticed the one band that was not there when we were young on the, on the poster? I mean, there's a few. But which yeah. one? Which one? So that's another one of my questions. Uh, I have a yeah. number of like follow-up questions to all of this. But since you bring it up, let's talk about <laughs> who sticks out on this poster. Who's like? Who did you see? And you're like, that's weird that they're there. Um, I thought I I saw it and I was like super happy. Yeah. Even though I know <laughs> they're too young <laughs> to yeah. to have been young when I was young. It's the Linda. Linda. Yeah. That's like so cool. Yeah, I'm so they're happy great. for they're... them. I'm like, they're gonna experience this. They're gonna they're gonna love it. Oh my god, I'm happy for them and I'm excited. Yeah, and I think that that kind of touches to what uh, both of you were bringing up before about the how Paramore is is female fronted, yeah. and uh, yeah. it's kind of a bummer looking at this poster, and mm -hmm. it's it's all pretty much white men. Uh, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm, but we mm -hmm. do have right at the bottom, so they're mm -hmm. not making like it's not uh, any kind of big statement. But we have "Meet Me at the Altar" and the Linda Lindas, and a, and a little bit higher up we have Wolf Alice. Um, but yeah, uh, I, so I, I guess there is change that's happening. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, but maybe not build where it should be on the on the poster. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, I'm yeah. Things are especially. Because I mean, the Linda Lindas like. They are they're really uh, um, promising. Like they're yeah. gonna bring back the whole shtick, I think. Yeah, and, and I do <laughs> I do think uh, like uh, well uh, uh, I let's talk about who stands out for you as like who what are they doing there? Well, same for me with what Santa mentioned earlier. Avril Lavigne yeah. was the one like oh I, it wasn't necessarily a bad like oh it was just like oh. There, there. That's that's a. Uh, I didn't expect it very much. Simply because the and then I know this is absolutely hypocritical for people who were uh, bullied for this before. Mm. But <laughs> the Avril Lavigne fans were the kind of like the people that I think, at least where I was growing up, they were the the bottom of the food. <laughs> <laughs> But being fans of everyone else on this poster, we'd be like, oh, Avril Lavigne, you know, there was that notion of that's not real emo. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I think in the she's mainstream for that. I think <laughs> in the in the case of Avril for this, it's it's partly a marketing push because she is mm. getting back she's going back to her roots in the music she's releasing. It's pop punk again. Mm. And she did the song with uh, Willow Smith. Uh, so Willow Smith is also making her debut into pop punk. And so I think there's like some management behind it in terms sure. of like how can we get Avril her street cred back as a, mm -hmm, as a, mm -hmm. a native of Napanee, Ontario, Canada. Uh, but I was talking about this. Uh, my girlfriend and I were looking at this poster last night uh, and we were talking about Avril Lavigne and Paramore. And who do you think is more popular to the general or who is more known to the general public? I would say Paramore. 
Um, just because they, they, I think Avril Lavigne dropped off. Mm. Uh, she kind of laid low after a couple of uh, albums, and then Paramore kept evolving. I think they kept moving on. Um, when I said earlier, I didn't keep up with people. I think Paramore was one of the few bands that I kept up with okay. because they really, uh, they just they 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 were able to. They they did this really rare thing with most with bands where they, um, really held on to what made them them from. Mm like album one but they were able to update it to kind of stay afloat with all like the you know how music trends move on mm-hmm. like more synthy more thing more yeah. um yeah and apparently their new album coming out is going to be very guitar driven uh back back to their roots as well they uh they got they got rid of some dead weight right they uh kicked a couple of guys out of the band yeah yeah okay. i think i think the whole roster kind of rotated yeah. and shifted dramatically up, uh, over the years cool because because when we were talking about it my girlfriend and i like there's this kind of like avril lavigne's canadian and Mm -hmm. there are laws in canada that a certain amount of radio play like 30 percent of radio play needs Mm -hmm. to be canadian artists so for us avril lavigne was huge uh that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah exactly so sometimes you go to the states and you're like oh avril lavigne and they're like who (laughs) like that's it doesn't (laughs) register like uh another band uh in the same vein would be like our lady peace which is huge Ooh. in Canada, huge. But you go to the States and like very few people have heard of, of Our Lady Peace. Um, Santa, any final thoughts on Avril Lavigne versus Paramore? Yeah, well, exactly what you said. No. I was going to say for, for me, um, I had I, when I was into this kind of music, a lot of people around me did not listen to Paramore, but Avril Lavigne, even mm-hmm. though <laughs> we sort of looked at it like with a side eye, <laughs> we we knew who she was we knew who she yeah. was yeah i think it's the kind of thing that you as an as an older person you're like oh like this is great because it brings people further into the scene like if mm. if you're into something heavily like if you listen to i don't know who's a good example on this poster uh taking a random band like pierce the veil uh who's like pretty heavy uh and you you see people listening to avril lavigne you're like well it's kind of a stepping stone on the way it's like a gateway mm artist sure. but as a teenager you're like fuck those people they're not part of my scene <laughs> they all listen yeah, to teenag- teenagers are all about clans right yeah, yeah. Exactly. you need you need a tribe yeah yeah i mean i don't know about you two when i was in high school i listened to metal and i listened to nothing else and i was like everything else sucks why would i listen mm-hmm. was it the same for you as well with uh, with these kind of bands yes absolutely it was a. Uh... Again, it was a lifestyle. It yeah. was it became an identity, you know. It was also it wasn't just the music I listened to. It was the stuff I believed in. It was how I spoke. It would be very like you know, I'd be like, oh, the, the, my my emotions are ethereal, and then the veil is etc. etc. So, mm. it was a little a little chalk line I drew around. We drew around ourselves as our with our with our friends. Right. Um... Oh, it's yeah. such a weird time in everyone's life, <laughs> being, a, <laughs> being a teenager. Yeah. So for me, yeah. um, I remember, I don't know if it's because I wasn't really allowed at home to really express my fandom mm-hmm. or because uh, since I had three older sisters that listened to a lot of different music, I I definitely had my like phase where it was basically emo and metal mm-hmm. um and yeah i was also into new metal and like the deftones and, and that kind of stuff but um 
but I I loved all kind of mu- all kinds of music. Like I even listened to jazz when I was a teen. Like I was a big Frank Sinatra oh, fan. Oh, so why? Cool. <laughs> and and also like. Uh, sort of other bands that branched from mm-hmm. from from the scene. Like for example, I was really into the Dresden Dolls. Oh yeah, yeah, <gasps> yeah, yeah, them. yeah. Uh, and I I just loved that the whole girl yelling crazy like <laughs> dressed like a doll. Like that was really fun. So yeah, I listened to a lot of different mu- musics, and I still do today. But it will always have a special place in my heart. The, the emo, the emo yeah, genre. Yeah, the stuff yeah. you listen to when you're a teenager, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't get old. It doesn't go away. Yeah. I want to talk about because uh, a lot of times when they release a festival poster, uh, there's obviously a hierarchy of bands, uh, and mm. this one is no different. Uh, we kind of have the top part, two headliners, mm. uh, MCR and Paramore, and then the middle part is also headliners, uh, and then let's pretend that after that it's like top down from most popular to least popular so right at the bottom unfortunately we have meet me at the altar who by the tilt of their logo is below everyone else Uh, (laughs) i want to talk about who who to you is uh surprisingly high on the poster like who do they think is way more popular for instance for me seeing the all-american rejects so high close to the top is crazy because for me, they're like a one-hit wonder. Like, they have that one song. Uh, and then also for me, the lowest, seeing Atreyu, which is a band that was huge when I was in high school, so low down, and a band that seems to be so full of egos, they probably hate that they're so low down on the list. Um, but that's very wow. surprising to me. I'm curious what uh, what you two see as, like, too high and too low, or surprisingly high and surprisingly low on the list. They're so low and in a little corner that I didn't even, didn't even notice. Now that you're saying it, saying it, I'm shocked. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Atreyu and Silverstein and Thursday, I expected them yeah, higher. Yeah, Thursday as well. You'd expect to be way up near the top because they were they were like uh, when I think of these bands, I think of AFI, the used and Thursday, as like yeah. like a yeah. trio mm-hmm. for sure, and Taking Back Sunday a little bit. Um, mm. But yeah, who's too high for you, yeah. Senna? Too high. Hmm. Hmm. It's a very interesting question. Um, that we're well, we have, uh, I guess, three different uh, experiences with this because obviously, like the the scene in the Philippines would have yeah. had different like people would have been more popular or less popular yeah. here. Um, I I was surprised that like dashboard confessional isn't that high i know that they're very popular but i guess they weren't as again they were the they were the the band that was a little that people know, knew for a walk to remember you know yeah <laughs> that Sp- was... spider-man in their case and ah spider oh, yes yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it was kind of like you had the movie stuff and then yeah. outside of that um that was and uh, i'm surprised that census fail is where they are because i knew census fail was mm. at least then here they were the if you needed a little bit of screamo in your mm. coffee then there they were kind of like the go-to band for that from the lineup here so yeah. i was like oh they're not this high up Interesting. but yeah in my head the fact that it's like census fail is also at the same line as for example domain or maybe right. like oh it didn't matter to me necessarily how low they were like on the poster because sometimes the person they were right next to would also kind of bump mm. up their status like 
well, they're next to this band, so yeah. that can't be too bad. And for me too, mm. when I go to a festival, I, I want to—I want the bands I want to see to be low because I know that there'll be less people at the show, yeah. so I will be able to get closer. <laughs> so for me, seeing like uh, the Wonder Years so low on the poster, I'd be like, "Well, there's gonna be nobody there. It's gonna be fantastic." Um, mm -hmm. uh, Santa, did you get uh, your high and your low? No, no. Well, I there's lots of people that I thought were going to be higher, mm -hmm. but I I'm pretty. Yeah, I agree with like the the main um, uh, the main lineup. Mm -hmm, like, yeah. except you know Avril. I mean, I, I said enough shit about Avril. I'm gonna leave her alone. She is but, famous know. though. Like she is. She does have the name recognition. People will go to see yeah. her. I think so. That's why. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why she's up there. Totally. For sure. Uh, oh yeah, car car seat headrest is a weird, a weird one. Um, so as, as we get to the end, uh, the, uh, one of the last questions I have, uh, written down here, uh, is who, who's missing? Who, who would you expect to see? Uh, again, I can go first cause I, I knew this question was coming and I, I wrote down some, some na names. Uh, one I think might be controversial. Do you think that Evanescence should be on this? It's oh. a very good question. Yeah, because they're like a little more goth, mm -hmm. I think, but they kind of they were in the circle, so I don't I don't know. Well, because Avril, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> because Avril Lavigne is here, I'm like I wouldn't be like okay, let's spread it out a little bit more, mm -hmm. and Evanescence, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> yeah, no, I think mm -hmm. Santa, you you agree or? uh yeah i don't think i would be mad either but um when i think of emo music and i guess mo i don't know or even like you know just uh punk mm -hmm. music i don't think of evanescence at all they don't have the sound mm, yeah. uh they had lots of like ballads yeah it's just you know mm -hmm. doesn't have the energy for me but I'd be it'd be nice to see them what they're up to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Other other bands I thought of were uh, Against Me, uh, so that you know the dads would have someone someone to watch when they brought their <laughs> kids to this. Um, uh, I think uh, uh, the Hotelier would be great. I don't know if you know that band, but they're really good. Uh, and then from a Canadian perspective, uh, I think Billy Talent would fit here. Right, and uh, and I think someone else that would fit is uh, Biff Naked. I think would be great on a lineup like this. I don't know if you if you mm. know them, um, and then maybe Fifi Dobson as well uh, as one of Avril's contemporaries. These are some early two thousands, uh, very regional Canadian uh, Canadian artists, <laughs> except for Billy Talent. Um, but is there any anyone you two would like to see that is not represented on this poster? <laughs> uh personally i was looking and again this this also might be controversial because it might be a blend of my taste mm. but i was looking for uh the yellow card of the world oh, yeah. uh that brings in uh some 41 good charlotte i guess the more um the poppier punk pop uh cousins of yeah. the bands here um on the other end of the scale like avenged sevenfold a little oh, bit yeah. of those more heavier why aren't they there 
That's yeah, true. It was very I, interesting. Yeah. Avenged Sevenfold doesn't really fit anymore though, because they're they're like arena rock. They're like hair metal, oh. like cock rock kind oh, of. Oh, did they? Yeah, did they? Yeah, uh. they stopped screaming. Well, the guy, uh, I forget his name. They all had like pseudonyms, uh, but he like <laughs> tore up his vocal cords. He had uh, vocal nodules, so he wasn't able to do the harsh vocals anymore. So he taught himself to scream, and now he sounds a lot uh, like similar to Axl Rose, a little bit. Uh, and their music uh. is great. They're they're super good at it. But yeah, I would like they could be on this and they could play like the entirety of Waking the Fallen. That would be like the perfect thing for uh, for this this kind of troop. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, I was talking to my uh, one of my friends, Jamie, who we he's uh, my old comedy partner, and he he his comment as well. The first comment he made is, "Why isn't some forty one there?" Some forty one. Yeah, to I me, they're a bit more pop, but yeah. yeah. The the flavor of this poster, I think, had very like. Mm. it was specific but like it was i'm sure there were a lot of other like uh factors that came into the choosing because i just realized i said yellow card but i know that they've disbanded um so maybe things like those maybe schedules and fit who knows but oh, yeah for sure uh, but yellow card would fit i think i don't know them very much but like they strike me as someone who's similar to like an amberlin or uh or maybe closer to manchester orchestra that's just talking out of my ass though <laughs> i don't I don't know anything about them. There's one band that is a little bit left field, mm -hmm. um, but that I used to listen to a lot is uh, Mindless Self-Indulgence. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And AI mentioned like the flavor. I feel that even though like the sound isn't the same, I feel like mind Mindless Self-Indulgence has the flavor of yep, that, yep. that time, you know? Mm -hmm. Un unfortunately, uh, mindless self-indulgence has uh, has been canceled. Uh, the, oh, the lead singer, have they? Yeah, the lead singer was a, a monster. It turns out. Oh, no way! Uh, All right. So there's a that few sucks. there's a few bands that probably would have been on here uh, that mm. have been canceled. Uh, mm. Maybe Newfound Glory. They've been canceled. Uh, and oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no. I mean, not all of them, but one <laughs> of them was doing shitty things. Uh, simple mm. plan, same thing. Um, and then one mm. that it strikes particularly hard for me that probably would have been on this poster uh, is Brand New, because uh, that was one of my favorite bands of all time, and the singer yeah. Brand New is also a monster, so fuck him. Oh, that's that. so disappointing. It's very, it, yeah. And like looking, there's all these articles now about how Warped Tour was such a fucking cesspool of shitty, shitty people doing shitty things mm. to their fans, so I guess it's not surprising. Oh my god. But, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it comes with the territory of fame, I guess, when you have that much, yeah, power, yeah, <laughs> over very impressionable people, yeah, yeah, and you're you're on a, a festival like this with all men who are all at the time they would have all been in their twenties and all like shitty and figuring themselves out, and uh, yeah, just bad news, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so. That's horrible. I think more we'll see more if these bands get, uh, especially with an announcement like this, where there's all these old bands coming to light. There's going to mm -hmm. be also people coming to light saying shitty, Absolutely. shitty things that happen to them by these bands. Yeah. Uh, well, we, I guess we should have seen it coming with mindless self-indulgence. I mean, their biggest song is called the F word. I don't, I don't want to say it. <laughs> your but, your you parents know. are watching still. Yeah, <laughs> F A. J J J O T. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. That F word. Yeah. The actual bad F yeah. word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The actual bad F word. Yeah. It's yeah. A lot of people really liked mindless self-indulgence. I remember uh, listening to them. 
a lot. So. I I only know them because eventually their bassist married Gerard Way, and I was I was yes. like, I shall not give them any more side <laughs> 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 of that. How uh, yeah. how deep can can both of you list the all the members of My Chemical Romance? Yeah. Yeah. And who who? Because I reading the essay, I I knew Gerard Way. I didn't know his brother was in the band, and I don't know any of the other ones. So uh, let's start with uh, IA, and we'll go one at a time through the members of My Chemical Romance. <laughs> um, outside of Gerard, or, well, Frank Euro was their uh, guitarist. Okay, Santa. Yeah, uh, Fra Frankie uh, is his brother. So there was a Frank and a Frankie. Yeah, Frank Euro and Frank. Way is that it? Oh my god! Oh, no, it was Mikey. It was, it was Mikey. Mikey Way. Mikey yeah. Way. There you go. Oh my god. Santa. Bad, bad Santa. I'm bad. sorry. You you have to you have to leave the show. Uh, I have to I leave the show. I thought you were a real fan of Mike. No. All right. So we have you know Gerard, Frankie, and Mikey. Yeah. yeah. And then their their drummer changed a bunch, but it was originally Bob. <laughs> Bob Ryder. Just, <laughs> just Bob. Bob. Holy oh my god. Uh, Blonde, like, cheery dude that was like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, yeah. uh, was, were there others in the band or was it a, a five-piece? Five-piece. There's Ray. And Ray. Bob and Ray. The... Was Afro dude. Okay. Yeah. It was cool. Interesting. And he was a really, really talented guitarist too. I think oh often when bands, maybe this is particular for MCR, but they got super popular, people tend to downplay how good they were at things because it was like, oh, they're mainstream, like, you know, like, they just do for the looks or it's all theatrics and stuff like that. But on like, uh, like the music level, I know that Ray was particularly, he would be like, he talked the... about in like star magazines and right. stuff like mm -hmm. that. Really a virtuoso, yeah. Mm -hmm. He was the lead guitar, so. All right, well, mm -hmm. now it's time for the final question. We've talked about the lineup. We've, we've talked about our, our favorites, our least favorites. Who's surprising? Who's not surprising? Now I want to know, for the price of 250 American US dollars, would you go? Because that is what a general admission ticket costs to this festival. If I could, I would. I would. You would as Absolutely. well. Now, now. Can I yes. upsell you to the VIP package for 520 American dollars? It does not say what comes with the VIP package. Oh. It just says <laughs> VIP. Would it be worth yes. it? Yes. I think so. Yes. I'd assume there'd be I, some kind of backstage access. I hope. <laughs> I read somewhere it had like a, a, a designated area mm. of for watch. So that's, yes. It's a yes for me a million times. Yes, I uh, owe it to my yeah. 30 year old self. If I'm going to splurge, I'm going to splurge. Yeah, if you're going to Vegas anyway for this show, yeah. uh, you might as well spend the... They also have VIP Cabana, which does not have a price listed, but you you need what to What does be, that mean? I think you get like a... Because it's outside at a Vegas hotel, and they often have like uh, like private cabanas uh, with your own like drink, is it, drink is service. Is it like a balcony? No, it's probably like uh, on the ground somewhere. But you would have. I mm. think the the added bonus there is that there's someone serving you drinks, like to your mm. cabana. Um, <laughs> so I I looked into the cabana thing, okay. and apparently it's one of those where you have to buy a package tickets with like ten other friends, so uh, like all of you 
happy and those things so um i don't i, I, I it's a no for me on that end because i'm like who will i go with i don't right. I'm, yeah I'm miles away. i don't know who else would go that i would yeah, know if we're not... if we're old enough to like this music there's no way we have 10 friends anymore this isn't, yeah. this isn't high school so uh, I, yeah I, hey, you were like sincerely looking into going i truly truly was it was one of those like things where i was talking to my partner and saying that after this whole pandemic this is one of those things that we i you know it's worth going it's mm -hmm. one of those things i'm gonna regret doing the only thing that held me back honestly was the fact that there were and i'm not sure if i'm allowed to talk about this if we we're all all meant to talk about positive things about the festival but um there's like murmurings about how the uh, organizers did a bad job with their last few festivals oh, yeah? um with astroworld like the last festival they organized the security was so bad oh. like people died um and there's no refunds mm. and there were some bands going on to social media that were like we had no idea that we were some of them like saying we had no idea we were in this concert really? and some of them were saying oh, we had no idea that we were going to be playing with this many bands oh, no. like how are we gonna fit into so just looks i mean little red flags yeah. that thing oh. yeah it just felt i didn't realize it yeah. was the same organizers as astro world that's terrifying <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah that's bad news oh man yeah. okay good to know well i mean i probably wasn't gonna go but uh i i would imagine if it's successful it would it would become a tour or they'd do like other stops i hope so it would kind of take over where warp tour left off and and continue yeah and that... i would definitely go i mean i bought tickets right before the pandemic mm. for the reunion tour of mcr okay yeah and uh i couldn't like score good great tickets mm. but i would have spent more if there were any available it's just i was waiting and you know like so nervous like to to buy them and they went so yeah, fast like fast. crazy and uh we were talking about who would we go with and i haven't kept in touch with my yeah. high school friends no. like i can't go with them or that'd be weird so <laughs> i convinced <laughs> i convinced my my boyfriend um, to go with me and uh i was so excited you know because he he doesn't he wasn't into this genre he was really a metalhead when he was in high school but I was like, you're going to enjoy it and you're going to fall in love with them and you're going to see it's going to be amazing. And he was like, yeah, if it makes you happy, I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's been two years and I'm still waiting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I had, I had, I bought tickets right before pandemic to see Jimmy Eat World. They were coming to Montreal. That never happened. Oh. But I will, I always have highly recommended going to, especially if you listen to niche music, going to concerts alone because Why? when i bring people who are not into the same music i'm constantly uh -huh. worried that they hate it oh same yeah and when you're alone you just enjoy it and yes you have to stand there between bands and like text but it's not so bad <laughs> and you get to enjoy it just like to the full amount yeah. i i my favorite thing for concerts is getting all the way in front and mm -hmm. that's not something you can do if you're trying to stick with somebody else yeah. it the crowd just has its own physics yeah um and it's like again yeah there's a thing where like are we gonna get separated or etc etc um and i've actually met a lot of good friends via just waiting in line the yeah. the girl who, whose nose is right off my shoulder yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey how you doing yeah we're, we're way too close to each other let's let's have a conversation 
um but yeah i've always told because uh there's a i'm a i'm a taller man uh and there's a thing when you're in a crowd especially a concert crowd when you're a tall person i often find myself where people like they use in front of me as an aisle like they see me as like a marker and so there's often like just that's where people choose <laughs> to walk through the crowd so when i go to concerts with people i'm always like probably we're gonna get separated don't worry about it like we'll be fine we'll meet up after or we'll meet in between bands or whatever but like i'm and i always, and i i want to be polite so i always make room for people so i found myself like getting pushed further and further and further back um, you're a you're a landmark it's like yeah. hey where are you i'm by this the tall guy yeah. with the with the cap look for the the tall guy wearing earplugs like a dork <laughs> i'm i'm hoping that uh, if my my boyfriend went with me, what should I call him? My boyfriend. He's my husband. Okay, my husband. If my husband yeah. goes with me, um, I'm gonna use him as a shield because mm. he's he's big, you know, and he he's been to metal, yeah. uh, you know, shows that are much harder than this, and yeah. he's he's done the wall of death and stuff like that. So I'm gonna bring him with me, and and we have sort of an an arrangement that we're um even though it's not like our favorite thing, we're always interested in the other person's mm -hmm. uh, music, you know, that they oh, like. Oh, so so uh, he's he's turned me to like a, a many metal bands and we've been to, me to metal shows together. So so oh. yeah, it's just like the return of the, you, you know, who do you the like? pendulum. Who did, who did you like the best? Uh, from what he, uh, yeah. um, I've, uh, an artist that I didn't know about that I became like a huge fan, like obsessed mm -hmm. fan is uh steven wilson oh yeah yeah porcupine tree is amazing great porcupine band. tree yeah wilson, i love him a solo so artist is so good uh, so good like oh my god uh, a hand cannot erase that album oh my god oh my god and we've seen and we went to see him for the tour that he uh, oh, cool. for that album's tour and people were like crying in the in, in the audience wow. like and there was people from all ages like young people old people and they were just so moved wow <laughs> music that's very nice yeah, yeah. i haven't uh, i haven't really kept up with uh stephen wilson since uh was the album called insurgents i forget but i saw porcupine tree yeah, live yeah. and they yeah. were they were great okay we've oh sorry final thought yeah no just because um sana was uh made me think of it's definitely interesting the whole like your partner also marries into the music you're into. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> something again yes but um i i i wound up with a classical musician oh. who, who did not listen like all the way to high school and so this was all a very big shock to him because he had no mm. idea about that this was a thing that existed um but it was way too deep <laughs> i had deliberate, <laughs> i had deliberately nodded my head when i said yeah i like i like polonk and bach and i i unveiled my <laughs> I unveiled my intentions about <laughs> and I'm like, ah, you can't do anything now. I like, yeah, I like dark no eyeliners. I like my <laughs> uh, great. Yeah, I mean the other the other set of tickets that I bought right before pandemic because it's something that my girlfriend is into was uh, Alanis Morissette. Uh, so mm. we would have both been going to see uh, her on the 25th anniversary Jagged Little P Pill tour. Unfortunately, uh, the tour happened. Every single date happened except for Toronto. Uh, oh, which is, it was the only uh -oh. one that was outright cancelled but that is how it goes 
All right. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, uh, Ae and Sana, to talk about this uh, festival. It's been really fun. I've really I could talk about this all day. Uh, hopefully, people find <laughs> it uh, interesting to listen to. But if they don't, we'll always have each other. Uh, any anything uh, anything you two want to plug? Uh, let's start with Ae. Uh, any uh, you have the improv school if you, want, if you want to talk about that or yeah uh, so we do classes at third world improv online uh, if you are interested in doing that I'm not sure when this episode will be released but I'll be teaching a workshop at the improv fest online uh, it's a Germany uh, based improv festival on February 5 oh it'll be up before that that's, so that's, that's very close Oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, so that's about uh, one of fights, navigating conflict and scenes. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. oh. Thank you so much. No. And is there any, uh, what are you listening to now? What's? Uh... Oh, my goodness. I am listening to uh, lots of Mitski. Okay. Uh, lots of Japanese breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm vibing with right now. Japanese um, breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. A, lot of, uh, a lot of people's top album of the year last year, Japanese breakfast. Uh, not my cup of tea, but people love it. So to each their own. Uh, Santa, anything you want to plug and what are you listening to these days? So what I'd like to plug is just that I'd like people to look at this list <laughs> and make a, a playlist. Yeah. <laughs> Listen the shit out of it. Like I want converts. I want people to just put away their preconceived <laughs> notions about this kind of music. Just enjoy it vibe and everything um and <laughs> the the music that i'm listening to uh, right now uh that you know uh goes with like the eclectic kind of uh taste that i have is i'm like full into doja cat and lizzo and that's oh, all yeah. i listen to two great artists lizzo great doja cat great yeah. yeah awesome perfect uh what do i have going on uh this podcast listen to it it'll go back to regularly scheduled programming next week with uh, another succulence session um what am i listening to i've been in- listening to a lot of uh, lingua ignata which uh oh. i don't know if you've heard of her but she's very weird but she's great and she might fit in with the aesthetic of uh of what you like uh but it's very very cool music different Sometimes hard to listen to, but uh, very satisfying in the end. So uh, check out Lingua Ignata. And uh, that, <laughs> I think, that is it. Uh, I'm doing a show tonight, but this won't be out before tonight. So ignore that. Thank you, <laughs> I for being here. Thank you, Santa, for being here. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you to all of the listeners. Uh, if you're into this type of music, hopefully you appreciated this walk down memory lane. I know that I absolutely did. Uh, thanks for listening to some good friends for another week, and I will see you next time. Bye. 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 Those were friends, good friends of mine. I talked to them for podcast time. Those were friends on my show. Who are they? Now you I'm Tom Zalatni, host and producer of the No Bad Food Podcast, a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts or right here on the Upford Network. 